I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. This meeting is being recorded. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 107 or 108, I think. Uh, I told you guys I'd fix the last one in the last episode, but I got it right. Uh, I don't know. It's We're in the hundreds now, triple digits, uh, of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carlotto Group. Damon, don't say anything yet. We're, we're going to get to you. But Caleb, has anyone ever given you like a really big Easter present and you wanted to one-up them? Um, no, not particularly. Yeah. yeah, me neither. But had I been a rich kid growing up and gotten presents like that, I would go right down to the Carlotto group and gotten myself a car to give to them the next day. And we could have a big present off. If that's you, go to the Carlotto group. If it's not and you need a car, you can go to the Carlotto group too. They'll take you uh, tall, short, rich, poor, uh, whatever you are. Uh, very good prices, very clean cars, no specks of dirt anywhere in the vicinity of the cars it's at the carlotto group they are presenting sponsors uh, appreciate them and their support and letting us do what we do now uh we have big kyle larson fan uh he's wearing the valvoline number five t-shirt right now damon helgewald uh your, your dirt driver just got booted from this race by an asphalt lay model guy what do you got to say about that old Custer should be driving that car <laughs> We're full circle. We are full circle on the podcast. I just want to make it well noted that I was a big fan of Brian Priest getting that ride. Not anymore? Um, Ryan Priest ran out of all of his talent that he had. <laughs> Damn it. Wasted I want to be the contrary to that. I just, I don't feel like Larson was driving to his full capability today i have a message i think, think he made it pretty fucking clear that he was driving through his whole capability because uh he went to the back after he spun on his own through the ruts that nobody wanted to point out that he wheel hopped through the ruts and still made it up to i believe connor tweeted at 24th at the time yeah, after restarting six yeah, so he restarted 30th, made it back up to 24th, and was well on his way until uh, Ryan Priest decided that he would run out of talent. Damon, I have a message for you. Figured we could just be grown-ups and get the fuck over it, but I guess not. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I'm talking about you. You're pretty mad about this. Can't we just be grown-ups? <laughs> I'm not so, mad about it at all. It's just Priest is a fucking idiot. Are we on your, you called him way more talented than Cole Custer not two weeks ago. <laughs> well, it's been more than that. Are we under the belief that that Priest is lying when he said that it wasn't intentional then? Or 100%. yeah, hundred percent, it was definitely intentional. Uh, you don't and turn that, right on a straightaway. I don't think Priest decided to run out of talent. I think he just decided that Kyle Larson was not going to be a participant anymore. That's just semantics. Uh, the funny thing was, <laughs> the team was saying like, "Oh, that he, Kyle doesn't make those mistakes, especially not on dirt." And it's like, yeah, I don't think he really made that big of a mistake. I think he Priest just misjudged the bump he was going to get from Larson and didn't get out of the throttle in time. It's the first hundred laps of the race. Like I understand track position is at a premium, but if you were that 
I guess um, if you wanted track position that badly, you shouldn't have pit after the first stage. I was shocked only four cars didn't do that. If I was Jonathan Davenport's team, I would almost take that risk and do that. If any guy can wrangle one of those cars, it would have been that guy. Yeah, I just don't think teams expected there to be that big of a difference. And, I mean, if you took notes for the truck race, you probably could have figured that out. But I just – I guarantee guys probably thought like guys like Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon were just going to fly by those four. Yeah. Um, I don't know because in previous years, other teams have done the same thing and they haven't really gotten – the tires don't wear out very badly. I th- that's the other thing. Uh, like my biggest takeaway from this race is I want this race back next year. I'd also like Knoxville on the schedule. I'd like a real dirt track once a year, but I'd, I want to keep Bristol dirt and I hope the world of outlaws go back. This, this was definitely the, the best one that we've seen so far. It was, it felt more like a dirt race, you know, uh, than what we've seen. never went away. Yeah, and I, Tony Stewart had a lot of compliments for the track tonight as well. So Tony Stewart on Kyle Larson's side during the uh, – I'm sorry, I'm doing it to Caleb again. I'm just interrupting him. But during the Priest thing, I guess Stewart was pretty – it sounded like he was taking Larson's side against his own driver. He did that with Briscoe too, with Briscoe kind of rubbing up against the wall when Reddick tried to clear him. It seemed like he was very just – not trying to be biased he's fantastic in the booth i want him every week he he yes, does he's so a very good job he has really... not... sorry caleb he... go ahead no you're all good he he does a good job of not being biased and like i we all know like tony is very much a call it as you see it and it doesn't change with his cars either like if his cars are doing something stupid like he he will say it he's got like the second best personality i've ever seen from anyone in that booth like next to chase elliott I, I knew I, you were going to say that. I knew that was coming. Damon, do we have that one down? Yeah, we Damon, do now. When, where's, <laughs> where's the bingo board? I thought we, we didn't get it we, finished in time. Yeah, we had like one spot or two spots. Yeah. Left on we didn't get it finished in time. At least there's progress on it. We're on back order. Oh, absolutely. It's almost done. Damon, it's now right. done. If if Bristol Derp comes back in 2024, like what are the odds Kyle Larson loses that? Like very little. I mean, it's hard telling. He, he's been he's been a he has been at the detriment of others in two out of the three races there. Right. So the first one was was Christopher Bell. Oh, taking shots for race winner now. And then this one being Priest. So, do you think that Ryan Priest should be penalized? Based on the uh, based on the actions that they put out with Denny Hamlin, he got loose though. I think telemetry will say otherwise, but um, it's it's not like he was it's not like he was loose for the front half of that that straightaway either. I mean, the car was pretty damn straight going into the corner, and then it was coming out. It was not. So I think that brings up a good topic too, though, because I did ask Josh, I was, and, and, uh, my roommate too, I was like, does priest get penalized now? Because the whole talk has been that, you know, they changed that rule so that it's, you know, if you make contact and I like, 
I, I feel like with with the Denny thing, you kind of opened up a sour can of worms now when they, they, they did that penalty. They hurt themselves. By, by penalizing Denny, they hurt themselves. And we've seen it time and time again um, where NASCAR steps on their own dick, basically, for lack of a better term. So we know where you stand. Do you feel like Priest should be penalized for that? Like, look aside. Oh, no, I want I a completely know. biased answer. I don't know. I mean, I think – I don't think he will be penalized or should be under previous rules. Um, but now with the precedent set, you have to. Like, there's... I know I stuck up for precedents last week, but that's why I hate precedents because every case is different. I mean, it, it just – this is – I think this is a little more egregious than what – Denny did to Ross anyway. Right. I, I still think the biggest thing because Priest still got to finish the damn race. The move itself was, but like I didn't think what Denny did to Ross should have been penalized. I, I don't either. No. Wait until Tuesday and see if Priest thumbs his nose at NASCAR the way Hamlin did, and we'll see if he gets penalized. Yeah, I don't think Priest has a podcast. He's going to go on. Yeah. Openly admit that he I feel like. I feel like they only penalized him because of what he said. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is what it is. They, they flat out told him that you should. Did you listen to his emergency podcast that yeah, he did? That was good. I did, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 I just I feel straight up that because NASCAR will come from an angle and be like, well, you know, blah 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 blah. But like I, I feel like if he doesn't say anything, then it's it's fine. But now we're in this position where. It's like does does priest get penalized? But none of them. Double standards. NASCAR is absolutely vindictive. One hundred percent. They they'll act. They'll say that they're not, but they 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 behind the scenes are definitely. No, come on now. You're acting like after the Hendrick cars got penalized, they chose two Hendrick cars at random for R and D. At random, air quotes. That's what I'm getting at, though. Like they, they will sit and pretend that they are a completely see-through, unbiased, sanctioning body, but they are absolutely vindictive, and they do not like people challenging them. Yes, exactly. I think they made that pretty clear by erasing the uh, the appeals panel, getting the opportunity to wipe away yes. points. I think they made it pretty clear who still owns the rule book. <laughs> and that was the thing too. Was like. On, on Hamlin's podcast, he did say, like, it is a very fair process. And he was surprised at how fair that process is. And But <laughs> then NASCAR had to put, shove their foot in the door. And all, like, oh, God, it just. It, NASCAR it, said it's not fair to us, so it can't be fair at all. Like, yeah, it's it's been a bad couple of weeks for their decisions. It's been yeah. quite the week. Uh, in weeks? Recently. Like 75 years. Yeah, that too. Damon's pulling the whole sport down. Damon, I think he said an F1 hat in the background, Damon? No. Oh, thank God. God. All right, all right. I, I, didn't, uh, I forgot mine today. To your original point, though, Connor, of bringing back the Bristol dirt, um, Jonathan Davenport just said something to the media after he got taken out mm-hmm. that he, uh, he does not necessarily feel that that – 
is the place to run a dirt race. That's cool. All right. Four of the top 10 finishers says it, said it was the most fun they've ever had. I'm not saying it's not fun. No, I'm just saying team. like the guys that, but that is usually that is not a it. great place to have. That's not a great place to have a dirt race. Hey, this is I, it, I, this. Oh, go ahead. You, I will. I will say though, that I would also say that I'm having a great time. And if I'm also winning, yeah, that's I true. Talk, I was talking to some friends about it. Connor's not realistic. So, all right. I, so as someone who's on site at the world of outlaws weekend at Bristol, uh, in both 2022 and 2021, that's half the weekends they've ever had, uh, at Bristol for that series. Not fitted for cup cars, but continue. No, no. Uh, talk to a lot of drivers down there. A lot of the sprint car guys that said, I don't think we should be racing here. It costs us a lot of money. We put money into a new car for this race, a uh, high speed car, this and that. Uh, I, I don't really like it. Um, their average finish was in outside the top 10. Uh, Spencer Basin won there and called it one of the coolest wins of his career because he could win in such a storied venue. Ricky Weiss got his first big win as a chassis builder at Bristol dirt. The guys that do well there think it's really fun, especially when they're doing well. And the guys that complain about it, uh, i.e. Kyle Larson are guys that don't necessarily have great luck there. I don't think they're complaining necessarily about the surface though. Like it's right. the fact that the, I think it's more the fact that it is just, they're taking away the best racetrack on the tour. I'm fine with giving it a third race. If that was the conclusion, take it, why, why do you have to go back a third time? Just take it away. Well, you go to another dirt track that's already unique, set up. It's a unique thing, but you go to another really dirt track. Yeah. Then you can have two dirt races instead of just one. No, what, if they had, what if they had a second one at Knoxville that did really well and it spurred them to have three or four and they had a purpose built dirt car, just like we'll, Nick Yeoman said on Twitter. And they have a purpose-built dirt car that they put money into. And then more dirt late model guys and sprint car guys could get some NASCAR experience. And maybe one of those drivers gels with the team well enough, like we saw Jonathan Davenport do tonight, and maybe it opens opportunities for them to run more races. I can't say that I agree with that statement because quote unquote from Jeff Gordon just last year said the money, the team could be the most successful team. One of the most successful teams last year said they couldn't make money. So why shove more money into a dirt car? Uh, that was, um, 2000% uh, move, uh, towards the collective bargaining thing. Well, here's, here's my, my devil's that's advocate. Not, I don't think that's what they call it. I'm, I'm not sure what the technical term for NASCAR is. Do you know, Caleb? Or Noah, well, I, it's yeah. a collective bargaining agreement. It's collective, okay, all right, yeah. But that was def, That was two thousand percent a quote about that. But here's the thing. Here's my thing. Okay, we we lose out on a good asphalt Bristol race throughout the year because we do this, and then we also, I, I guarantee, we see this week TV numbers are down again, just like they have been all season no, long. Hold on, hold on. Hold okay? on. Hold on, because that was part of my wanting it back. Does the crowd get better if it's not an Easter? I don't know. I think the yes. race will be better. That's I think that's a huge thing because like here here's that's leading into my point is the TV numbers are down. Okay, the crowd was not great, so you can't tell me 
we're we are spending all this money on truck loading dirt in and making it all nice and pretty and all the extra work blah blah there's blah more, blah there's more people there than there were at the 2019 spring race on asphalt on was there yeah uh, they well, well when it was do you have when it was, a roughly estimate percent wise for that race because look up, look up a picture of the stands they didn't open up the corners interesting yeah because i know they said it was roughly it was no not close to 40 percent capacity today yeah but it, i mean they've had attendance issues in the spring forever that's the 2019 race had rain whatever photo i was looking at there was cars on the track so i'm like i don't know what i don't know what year it was but i know the reason they did dirt in the first place was because the attendance sucks so much in the spring i agree to that but i also think 2019 also had rain that could hurt it but if you're not opening up the corners yeah i mean i think that's that's a fair point i i just it also holds 160 right it was also it was built back when they sold out both races back in the 90s so yeah but it just it makes a difference too so if you're bringing in and i'm just gonna make make 23, numbers 2300 dump truck loads of dirt yeah, but okay, so let's say you're bringing in $100,000 if it's an asphalt spring race, you're bringing in $100,000 for, you know, ticket revenue, or maybe you're bringing in $200,000 in, you know, the dirt format, but you're spending $100,000 to make it dirt, like... Well, you're assuming numbers. Obviously, the, you know, the, the numbers are hard on there, but like... It, it can't be cheap to truck load that much dirt in and get it looking all nice and pretty and get it the way that it needs to be. So like, at what point does that overtake the extra attendance that we've had? 2019 did not have rain, by the way, it was 2019. Suck it, Damon. Typical Larson fan lying about bullshit. I do think, I do think that the Easter has a lot to do with it. I think, a, the teams don't want to be there on Easter. They make that pretty clear. And, I mean, I can't say I don't blame them when you only get one off weekend a year. And, right. two, I think fans aren't going to show up as much to to the event because of it being on Easter. And, to be honest, people aren't necessarily going to watch it as much either. Okay, we're going to see, we're gonna see no, that number no. go down, no, too. No, 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 no. The NBA, don't lie. I, I will talk about racing on Easter, then I will talk about ratings. The NBA plays on Christmas Day every single year. The NFL plays on Thanksgiving. Sports are played on holidays. It happens. Because the, they world have been Outlaws, the World of Outlaws did not take an off weekend this weekend. They raced. Because they have been a tradition. NFL and NBA have been a tradition long before any of us were even alive. And? NASCAR just started racing. Doing something because you've done it for a long time is that it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, that's that's not a counter, that's not a reason to keep doing it just because you've done it for a long time. You're contradicting your point then, because NASCAR just now started doing this on Easter and numbers haven't been good. Did they do it on Easter last year? Yes, yes, they did do it on Easter. I. Th I feel like it wasn't going up against anything. They held the start a little bit so the Masters could get finished. I feel like a lot of people flip their TVs to NASCAR, and the later you get in the day on Sunday, the more people watch. That's why we have had so many afternoon start times. 
that's why the numbers were going up for a while. Well, I guess uh, we will see once the TV numbers come out. I'm always one. I hope that they're just fantastic and great and growing. And, you know, I, I always want what's best for the sport. I just will believe it when I see it. So what do we do better in regards to racing on Easter? Do you race somewhere else or do you keep trying the dirt? Like what, what do you guys think is, is the, I think if you go back to, I think if you go back to Bristol dirt, you don't race on Easter and see if the crowd's different, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, and I, they don't, which I would be 100% behind. I also don't know, like if a early off week is the best thing, I think having your off week when everyone is outside in the summer is the best time to do it. Um, and I also think they should get back to Knoxville and race on a real dirt track and have two dirt races. The early off week initially was built because of all the time spent out West. And so this was kind of a catch up week more than anything back in the early two thousands of this when they put it in place. Yeah. And I'd like to see it back just because like they went 250 laps on that and there's still three different lanes to run at the end of the race. They nailed the track surface. I cannot hammer that opinion enough. Like it's so hard to hammer a dirt surface, even when you know what you're doing, as is evident of all the dirt races we watch where the track gets rubber down. It never rubber down tonight. This was definitely the best Bristol dirt race out of the three that they've done. They, they, yeah, you're right. They really did nail it this year. And if you're going to be Brad Keselowski and bring up three cautions in the race, then get off the damn track, please. And put the one spin rule. They, they did mid race. That was the coolest thing. They're just like, we're tired of these cautions. If they're going to keep going, we're just going to let them keep going. Unless you're Kyle Busch. Or Ross Chastain on the last lap. The issue with it was the, well, there's no way they were getting through that, which I don't like the, once you cross for the last lap, you can't have a green, white checkered. You maybe make an exception for Bristol dirt, maybe change the rule altogether. Uh, I wanted to see it under, under green tonight. Um, the Blaney spin in front of everybody. That was weird to me, but they didn't throw it there. Yeah. Noah Nelson being a Blaney fan would also agree with you. Chase Briscoe absolutely cannot finish. The, if, if Chase Briscoe had sniffs the front in the last 10 laps, everybody needs to make sure that they have their, mm -hmm. their wills arranged that, that everything is settled because they're not going to make it to the end. There's Chase, absolutely seems no like a, seems like a common theme between Stuart Haas teammates. Chase. If you had a blue oval, you were a friggin' disaster tonight. <laughs> As a Blady fan, I was, I literally texted Josh and Caleb like right before the restart. And I said, okay, how does Blaney finish in the teens this week? And he didn't even make it that far. I, I asked Damon to come on here for even 10 minutes because I knew we'd get a lot of good stuff out of the Larson thing. Uh, so I appreciate him. He moved with his sister today, moved what apartments, houses. Yeah. She moved uh, from an apartment to a house this weekend. So we've been cleaning up that house. <laughs> That they just moved into all weekend long, and then I had a five-hour drive home. Well, if you're Three. tired at any point in the episode, just you, you don't even have 20 to. Twenty minutes ago, almost twenty minutes ago. Are you good? Have you said your piece? I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> if you fall on the keyboard, just make sure you hit the mute button. No, it'll hit the mute button. <laughs> 
no uh if you guys i just said his name i guess on accident um if you guys are hearing a new voice it's noah nelson on the podcast this is his first one so we brought all these guys in uh to help us out uh mostly because caleb brought them as a package deal and i just want to make sure none of them likes f1 better than indycar and they confirm that so they're all good people uh noah tell them like a couple things about yourself and i have a question for you okay so uh couple things about me i actually live in uh oklahoma uh right outside oklahoma city i actually live in mustang um i grew up a jeff gordon fan as well now you're gonna get stalked good by one of our viewers good there's like half a million people live here if you find me good 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 for you <laughs> um yeah i grew, i grew up a jeff gordon fan as well i i think i've been watching nascar since i was a toddler is what they said and so i uh really enjoy that that was my first love i've really in the last couple of years started branching out a little more like indy car i really got into because of josh and caleb and that's awesome um yeah, that's yeah, really my, my racing background is, as far as that's concerned. That's awesome. Uh, I do hate that uh, fat head behind you of Sterling Moreland's car. Uh, that motherfucker always took me out on NASCAR Thunder 2003. He's a it's big. actually David Stremme. Yeah, I was going to say, too. is that David Stremme? It sure is. I've actually got two of them. I've got another up on I can't tell that from a paint scheme on a fat head. <laughs> it's, it, you guys it's, need- the, it's the Charger nose. D- David Stremme drove the Charger nose. Yeah, oh, Sterling Moreland did not. Oh, this There's is my other one. Unbelievable. Right above my closet. So. So two other things about Noah Nelson. Um, he is like the rain man of NASCAR stats. Um, if you ask him like where did Kevin Harvick finish in like 2006 at Texas, like he will be able to tell you. I've heard um, close. Pretty ballpark estimate. The, for that. the other fun fact about Noah Nelson is he got brutally roasted by Travis Quapple a couple years ago. Shout out Kevin Ramsell for that one. <laughs> in a restaurant, in a restaurant, there'd be I, I was catching clear. strays while Travis Quapple was just minding his business, trying to have dinner with his family. Was that because they tried to give you the Rain Man test and you couldn't get the answer right? I fumbled. I fumbled so hard. I I, I knew these things and I fumbled. So I will never forget now that Travis Quapple won the first uh, race for Toyota, period, and in the truck series, driving the Line X truck, and he did it in Michigan. Can I uh, can I give you a trivia question? Yeah, go ahead. Who owns the track record at Bristol and what is it? Ooh. Track record at Bristol. Is it qualifying or race record? Qualifying. Okay. I feel like it's going to go like two, like one or two ways. It's either going to be something from like this, the eighties that I'm just going to be absolutely lost on, or it's going to be like Joey Logano, 2014. You, you will learn that like anything like pre nineties, like pre two thousands, kind yeah, of you're not going to know can, anything about. I'll, I will give you a hint. It was set in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Oh man. Was it Kyle Larson? Nineteen seventy seven. Uh, that time. It was actually. Uh, sprint car driver Sam Hayford Teep Jr. at a 13 326. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That um, makes more sense. There we go. on Noah right there. Yeah, we branched out. There you go. That's the one. That's like the one thing I would know if I like. That's my one trivia question. 
I was pretty good at the NASCAR. What was it? What PS3 video game had the trivia? The Inside Line. Or oh yeah. I was pretty good at those, but they got progressively easier. Yeah, I remember like especially like if if your Xbox takes too long to load, like it's every question. Every it stops counting minutes. my right answers. Yeah, me too. It, it at a certain point, it's just like, no, nah, I'm dude, we're done here. You <laughs> you you figured it out. All right, I'm glad we got that one out of the way. We'll get back to Chase Briscoe. He uh he he's kind of Chase Sexton. It's just making late race mistakes when he has the lead. Like that's. If it wasn't a thing, I would tell everyone, if your name is Chase, watch out. Must be in the name Chase. Some... Oh, no, man. Chase Elliott can be a menace late in the race, too. In a good way. Mm. Corey LaJoy and Matt Benedetto on super speedway tracks would absolutely disagree. <laughs> man, dude, the uh, what I was surprised with is... I think Larson's kind of turning into a little John Cena because there's not a lot of people in the middle on him. Like, there's people that really love seeing him get take out by Ryan Priest, and there's a lot of Larson fans out there, but I saw quite a few people excited that he got taken out. I don't like He's that to me because anybody like, that wins 10 races a year is going to be polarizing, I feel like. I I personally feel like he made a dumb move multiple times tonight and is his move on priest was like pretty stupid. And I don't think, I don't think that was egregious. I don't think he did it. on purpose. No, but it was, it was just, it was like, so Josh said, he goes Larson's better than that. And like, I feel like, that's kind of where you can say it at. But then there was a couple other times too, that like the moves he was making around other people, the sea bell incident, it was just like it, you can't do that in these cars. <laughs> like, well, he's the greatest dirt racer of all time. And for some reason there's pressure on him to win the Bristol dirt race. Understandable, but you, you, you just, he was driving over his head tonight. I've seen I, it on dirt from him multiple times. And like, he was just, he, he was driving over his head tonight. And I think, you know, I think we all forget, sorry to cut you off. Like up until like three years ago, probably four years ago, Larson was a choke artist. He had a hard time handling pressure. And and so when he comes to the Bristol dirt race every single year and he's the favorite and he's supposed to blow the doors off the field, lead every lap every single year. That's a lot Damon, for him. Damon is fusing right now. <laughs> Damon, defend your boy. I'll, just, I'll let y'all talk. I, no, no, so, I, I want, I want you on my side of this damn argument. So explain though at Eldora too, in the trucks, like to, because I mean, he wrote, he, like he so, rode the wall the entire like last lap that 2014 eldora race is one of the most fun like last stints i have ever watched in my life just watching larson absolutely go for it yeah i was there i watched him literally he would go in the corner bang smack the wall then he'd go on the straightaway he'd go back in the corner bang smack the wall and we were in three and four like you could just see larson go into the turn and then you just see a shower of sparks and 
like he he's knocked the wall down about ten times before the truck finally gave out. But like there there was a you know couple of years too where like he I don't know how many years it took him to win it, but like. He struggled for a hot minute too. And I don't, you know, I think it was the same thing where he just almost like it was, he wanted it so bad that he was just driving too hard to, to get to it. And I feel like everybody forgets who won that 2014 race too. He had a good run going tonight as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it Bubba Wallace? It sure was. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> vindication, Caleb. What? <laughs> Just towards you. I don't know what it has to well, do. You guys with were me. making fun of me because I didn't know Rob Shear, and it's still oh, it's still in the back. Joe Shear, it's Joe Shear. <laughs> Oops, did I mess his name up? My bad. His son finished second in the truck series last night. Did he actually? He did. Majeski's crew chief. Oh well, yeah, okay. Technically, you still well. We're he gonna told, bring he it told time Technically, to Ryan Blaney won last night. So there he's got one. Oh God, yeah. We're just gonna keep bringing it up until you you figure it out. I guess. Dang, I'll never. I I've run into an issue, Damon. So for the bingo, we currently have four X's, but the one that we don't have is the spot that we haven't filled in. <laughs> I nice. think that's a free Gosh, space, that looks like a 3x3 three three bingo card. <laughs> no, it's uh it's 5x5. Five five, it looks like a 3D sketch. It is 5x5. Five by, five by five. Oh, it's just really tiny. Yes. Got it. Did you did you put in a free space cuz that that yeah, is, we, it is in the did. center. It is in okay. the center. Put in a free space. <laughs> F1 sucks. That's the free space. Nope, you that was actually one of the bottom four ones, so yeah. Got it. Got it was it. all four of the bottom row. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should like let some AI chatbot type up a Connor rant at this point. I'm so looking to see what we, we have. play it every time you can cover the bingo every time. Oh, I already have it pulled up. I have it pulled up on my computer on my screen right now, and I kind of just marked the X like the yeah, boxes I, I off. Just pulled it up too. I love how beautiful yeah. your little square was, though. You're, I haven't, little, I haven't even Picasso. seen the damn bingo card. My very unorganized square. That I suppose me looking at it would be death. Hey, hold that up a second so I can see what ones you crossed off. <laughs> <laughs> these guys shaking my head it might be backwards for you but i know we have super cross but do we need to put in chase sexton as well we might as well Damn, I, I, feel like he just, just, I feel like that's important when he brings them up every single time that's what the, that's what the guy's known for okay then bingo <laughs> at what point at what point yeah you? that would be a bingo <laughs> we're also missing graham ray hall Love me some Graham Ray Hall. This See, is true, we, but we like, we get, all these aren't even have, things I purposely bring up every You guys are baiting him right now. Yeah, you know they're doing I mean? that exactly no. what they're doing. The listeners are. God, the only like, thing we're missing is something that happens, Ray Ray that happens in Knoxville. Well, that, let me get to that. So, what I was saying with wanting this race back, everyone forgets how badass the. I think for some for a couple years it was the Mud Summer Classic at Eldora when the trucks yes. were there. Uh, Major League Baseball had a damn problem with their name, and then college baseball stole the damn World of Outlaws slogan. So uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me those baseball fans. Um, but everyone, it, it was sweet. This is perfect. Let's do this. Well, NASCAR got into the negotiating room with Tony Stewart 
uh, they didn't come out on the same side of the aisle. Uh, they came out of different bathrooms. That's how far away they were. Uh, I don't see them going back to Eldora. I wouldn't be opposed to Eldora getting a cup race. I would like it to be at Knoxville more than I would at Eldora. It's much closer to me. That is a big reason why I don't like Knoxville better, but uh, I also think if NASCAR is concerned about the crowd, um, you bring a damn cup race to Iowa, like these people have been asking for, for 20 freaking years, they will show up. Take away a Phoenix and a Richmond. There's your Knoxville and your Iowa Speedway and right give, there. And get me more short tracks. And yeah, Iowa's one, and then you go to a dirt race at Knoxville. So California hopefully will be done too at some point. And that's a new short track too. I, I, I just hope that that's what this all turns into. Do we think it's feasible? I suppose the only thing I can think of so far is with sponsorship, it would be really hard. But what if you openly came out and you said, okay, we're going to reserve this weekend for a dirt race. And then you say one year, it's going to, we're going to truck in the Bristol dirt. We're going to do that. And then the next year you go to Knoxville. And then the year after that, you go to Eldora and then you return to Bristol dirt and you just do it on like a rotating deal. Oh, that, yeah. I never thought about that. Cause I thought about that with actual dirt tracks and I have, I've never thought about throwing Bristol dirt into there. I, I guess I just don't know if that would help the attendance at the spring race. I can't hurt it at this point. <clears throat> I, I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing is, and maybe you only do Bristol once then if, if that's what's, if we can't win with the dirt, we can't win with the asphalt, then maybe it's time that you just say, Hey, you, everybody show up for the fall race. Let's do a big fall race. Let's, you know, make it a, a big deal. And I think that kind of solves your problem. If you do it on a rotating schedule too, then, because you're not asking that crowd to come back every single year, you're saying, okay, show up in 2020 and then show up in 2023 and then 2026, like, you know, and that way too, those fans don't get strung out like that. Did you just say to take away a Bristol race so that they can get all attendance? I'm saying if, if, if we can't get good crowds at the spring, whether it's dirt or asphalt, then maybe that's what we need to happen. We need to blaspheming. I understand. Isn't Bristol the track that's in a very inconvenient location as well? Well, yes. the hotel price always get jacked up. Allegedly, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this. Obviously, so they're pretty. Yeah. They're pretty jacked. So, yeah, thirty minutes down the road, though, like problem one, probably really, two. You can stay in a really crappy looking place and just drink with a bunch of sprint car fans. It's fun. Sounds like experienced. experienced. We were, dude. We were doing patio drinking, trying to get people out of their rooms. And then the year before I played beer pong with some guys from Pennsylvania, nice. we'd gotten home from the track. I had a case of beer. I was walking in to the hotel room with, and this guy points down from the balcony and he goes, you, you are my partner. And I just said, I'll be up in five minutes. Uh, and then we never saw from Connor ever again. I went to sleep at three. <laughs> Did you go to sleep a beer pong champion though? Uh, three time. Oh, Back to back to back. I think it was three or four. Were they were they in a row? Yeah, like four games in a row. Oh, so we beer pong Jimmy Johnson over here. Basically, yeah. 
I'm way better at flip cup. I was just playing against two Pennsylvania sprint car fans. And it's like, it's hard to find a lower IQ. <laughs> Pennsylvania catching straights. It doesn't, it doesn't I say, sorry, any <laughs> Pennsylvania viewers. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We, we have an open rivalry with them on the sprint car side. It's Iowa versus Pennsylvania. It's the national series against Pennsylvania. It's they always play the victim much like Kyle Larson. That, that one's a joke. Much like Damon talking about Kyle Larson, though. <laughs> yep, I've played victim tonight for sure. I was like, I was like, Damon, you good over there? Like, he's he's at he's at your throat right now. We're gonna, we're gonna see steam coming out of his ears in about thirty seconds. You can get Damon off his game sometimes, but he has to have the energy in there in the first place. He's not rising to the occasion, and. Kyle Larson would do that. Duke. I'm a, I'm a new man. Steps. I'm a new man, Connor. I'm changed. I'm, I am here to be a role model to all kids. Now you sound like that. Is, is that what the people want though? No, they it's want, what, it's what the people want. They want Blunt Damon. <laughs> it's what the people want. They want Blunt Damon. What, what is, like, what is it? It's like Blunt, Blunt Larson. Do you have like the receipts, the hard evidence that this is what the people want? Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards then we'll have to ask for the proof they're in yep. ryan priest's left front wheel well <laughs> exactly just a piece of paper taped up there all of our pen pals just telling damon to chill out do you guys have uh anything else from today's race i know uh race day uh is going to be a thing at speedway motorsports uh tracks uh, for the Coke 600, I believe Texas was on there. New Hampshire was on there. The Bristol night race was on there. Sonoma. Sonoma. And there's one. Was more. there one today then? Yes. Yeah, the crowd was awesome. Crowd was awesome. I was just going to say, how was that? Can I ask, can I ask the, crowd, the crowd for that was huge. The crowd didn't look great on TV because Bristol holds a lot of people. 40% of Bristol is still 70,000 people. Um, it's still as many people as, that go to a football game at Kinnick Stadium or Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, here in Iowa, at least. But why why are we so obsessed with the crowd size from today's race? Because it's never been an issue with where to go. It ne it never gets brought up that oh well that that crowd sucks. We can't go there. It's all about what if the race is good. Uh, well, the only reason I say that is because. It's, it's quite a bit different if we're trucking in all this dirt and we're not making so too, money back. In the past, when they've done it, they've made it worth it and had the World of Outlaws there. They've had other stuff raced. This year, it was just random, a couple random series that paid like five grand to win. And it was those series that I've never even heard of. It was their biggest race of the year. And I guarantee you all those guys that came away with the winner's check from those races were so damn proud to win those races. I guarantee that's you. fantastic. But I'm going to tell you right now, if, if the bills are not being paid, those guys being happy with those trophies, you're just assuming, you're just assuming that they're not paying the bills. It's expensive to do that stuff. If it was a very, it was, if it was detriment, detrimentally a negative financial decision, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't have gone three years. You have to remember you have a multi-million dollar man running the facility. Right. So money's not an issue to that guy right now. Exactly. 
it will be if it continues to fail if they're not getting people into the stands. Just wait and see if they build Bad, good good racing does not bring people to the to the stands. If it did, Iowa would have a cup day. It'd have two. Exactly. I think it'd have three and a monster truck race, Noah. I no, like the way you think. Now we do have it. Now we've got it. I figured it would be two. There it is. <laughs> I saw Josh go, yeah. <laughs> You guys see we're John Zimmer Jr. hold out. We are literally missing. We are missing two things to have two bingos tonight. I was gonna say I'm. One is a guaranteed talk about point at some point, especially considering talking about dirt and NASCAR. I'm not gonna do it right now because you guys are waiting for it. But I'll. We'll have to. Um, yeah. So we'll have to change him out every so often to some of the like smaller ones. That way he doesn't know and can't just. Iowa State and some random college stadium are gonna be added at some point. Yep. Um, but then too, we need to make I several. I can add a list and they'll randomize it as well. So yep. yes. So, and then we need our make- own card. <laughs> we need to make yeah several different versions of the cards. That way, we're not having the same I, order. Of yeah, time. I get thirty. I get thirty different versions of the card. There you go. We're all just gonna have this competition. I'm just gonna update my comparisons. Oh, it's yes. not just comparisons. Let me ask you guys this though. So, at what point does Chase Briscoe get his ass beat? <laughs> because we've got Indy 2021 where he allegedly did not know he, he was penalized. Any, he didn't take anyone out, one. right? No, I don't know how big of a guy you are, but uh, Chase Briscoe is a pretty big dude, so I don't see anybody squaring up with him anytime soon. I also feel like he's like not like he's not a type of person that you want to be like yeah. he's not he doesn't have that personality that you're just like, Oh God, I hate you. Like he just doesn't have that where like Ross Chastain touches you. And you're like, I just want to hit it. That one, not me. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I feel no, like he be makes, slightly salted, but I, he it, makes so many mistakes at the end of races and takes guys out like Bristol dirt last year, obviously like the Coke 600 last year. At, at what point is somebody going to say, I'm tired of this nice guy and I'm going to punch him in the face. When he takes out Ricky Stenhouse and uh, when, gets a talk from uh, their team owner. When, uh, when <laughs> that's, that's going to be the day. When, when Jimmy Spencer enters back into the sport because he's the only bigger guy than than Briscoe to beat his ass. By the way, your driver, Damon, he trashed Tony Stewart on the pre-race show. How so? I don't hear that. Well, I didn't hear the. Pre-race. They were talking about the four stacked on top of each other patties on that burger at Burger Bar, and Tony said that if Kyle ate one of those, he would double his body weight. And Kyle looked at him and said, it looked like you already did. Yeah. If you knew their, if you knew their history, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have anything for it. So. No, sh- I, well, I'm not actually mad about it. I was just trying to piss you off. Why? That's funny. It, no, it is really funny. Both <laughs> things. I, do we, do we add for the next card or the future cards of like Connor just trying to rile up? Yeah. Just trying to rile up Damon. Back in the day, there was some fantastic ones from Damon. He, I, he ranted about how much he hates the Chicago street race. So I can't wait for that race to get it is stupid. Well, it is the dumbest idea in the 75 years. By, who's a, who's a mid Daniel Suarez is going to take out Kyle Larson and Damon's going to add him to the hit list. 
No, Daniel Suarez is just an idiot anyway. Him or but... Kimmy Reichen. <laughs> Well, is, is Kimmy running Chicago's free race? Do we know that? Nah, That's not confirmed or anything. I'm just. I would assume so, though, right? Don't they see. announced because they what, said he's going to run like three races in that car this year. I want to see John Davenport run it. Not so. I did see that they said that, or Justin Mark stated that they was already had the next driver picked out, and it was someone that like has like someone a lot of experience. Right? Yeah, it was someone different. Did you guys see the rumor that Jensen Button allegedly uh, might want to do an uh, oval race? Yeah. If you were on the podcast like two weeks ago, uh, we stated that we talked about him stating he wanted to consider full time. Oh, this really? Was actually, a week ago on Sunday. But yes, I, what I said two podcasts ago. So two yeah, you said two weeks, oh, but we'll okay. give you we'll, we'll give you a pass. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line, I wasn't here. Yeah, we know too that Noah is not a listener of our podcast so yeah thanks noah busy guy welcome listen man the movie theater be working be hard (laughs) noah you're from oklahoma have you been to the chili bowl no i haven't uh that one yeah tulsa's like three hours away so it's not ever been like close enough that i could like convince my parents to take it is it. really you're and really then, narrowing yourself down for these stalkers that are listening in he is kind of <laughs> <laughs> movie theater three hours away from tulsa you're already oh, getting okay. to town there's like yeah there's like 12 movie theaters around here they'll go to each one okay I'm going to post this in some Oklahoma football Facebook groups. Do you live on the 1800 block of some street too? Or... <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, see. Do you guys have any more takeaways from at least that race at Bristol? It was certainly a race that happened. Is that it, it, I say that facetiously. It actually was a pretty, pretty, pretty good race. I loved the product. I loved uh I'm glad that we got to see uh, like Bell and Reddick and and Austin Dillon and and even Briscoe get to run there at the end where it was guys using some of their dirt backgrounds, Stenhouse, another one, be able to use their dirt backgrounds a little bit um, at the end of that race. That was, I think that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the product too of reddick throwing a slider then going down the next turn and kyle throwing a slider then reddick throwing a slider again then kyle like it was just it wasn't like one guy was going to walk away or you couldn't pass mm-hmm. like if you pulled the right move it was going to stick it was nice to see the top really come in too at the end and throughout the entire race i mean how many guys ripped the ripped the top and were able to make it work that was nice to see and that's like the pause all the positives you want from racing on dirt was that like the other thing was like they brought up the they showed it on the pre-race show uh part of the action from bulls gap on thursday uh with larson racing against davenport um they talked about all those guys racing uh there was a picture of a usac sprint car uh that i think raddick was running there was old old pictures of all these guys running dirt races and it's like that's where they came from that's how they got to nascar and like that's the type of publicity you need and you really want and it's fantastic to see that um and i want to say it's only because of this race and you have to keep hammering that up uh if you're going to 
gain the respect and become a true ladder step to NASCAR and to other leagues. And I know some dirt fans are like, well, I don't want that. I want the best drivers here. They'll be there. The new ones will come and the old ones will come back. Like it's a cycle. You want more eyes on your sport. You want guys to go succeed in NASCAR. Like Jonathan Davenport winning that race tonight would have been the biggest deal in dirt late model racing in three years, at least three years only. No, I just, I mean like monumental. I agree. I think it's good to have, have that stuff where you have like the, the Davenport's that are willing to throw their hat in the ring. That doesn't mean that he's going to go do it full time. You know, he doesn't need to want that. But I think it's a cool that, you know, we get those guys to, to come do it. And it, it's just, it's a good crossover for, for both. You know, you hope that you get a pool of NASCAR fans saying, man, that dude wielded. it. I want to see what he does on a, on a weekly basis. And you hope that you would get some snobby dirt fans too, that would be willing to tune in and, you know, actually watch the asphalt. So oh, they, uh, watch, they watch it so they can complain about it. That's yeah. It's not why I watch formula one. I do that because I work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say I will say too, um, I, I wanted to mention like kind of in, in that realm a little bit, but, um, I, I've harped on him a lot this season and I want to say best Fox broadcast of the whole year. Um, there wasn't really anything to Michael McDowell spinning again. Camera, well, oh, the camera cut guys in the bathroom. God, there's there was a couple <laughs> guys. There was a couple small things like that. Like you could tell, um, you know, on the Kyle Busch thing, like they they danced around, and I thought like they didn't even have an angle, and then they kind of had an angle. But uh, there was a couple small things in there, but like way better than any other race so far this season by far i i'd admit it was better i wouldn't declare way better it it was i i didn't hate watching a nascar race i didn't hear him complain about it until the kyle bush incident which was like 200 more laps than what it would have been any other race i have texts from damon that say this this event is awesome i love it they, it should never go away and then the, the commentators all were, of a sudden there was a caution for a single car spin and i think larson went around or something and then damon hated it <laughs> God. well that's not on fox either they can't control that is this, just, is this on the records? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was just absolutely bombarded with commercials. Like they just felt spaced out and normal, and like it, it yeah. just. And part of that is because Brad Keselowski wrecked three times. I was say, do you think that helps when there's like eight cautions in the first stage and a half? So I watched. I was hanging with some friends this week, and I was telling them about the truck race, like the truck roster is not as smart as the cup one. They won't have a crap ton of cautions. It, it, it's harder to turn that race into a wreck fest. Um, and then we still, sit through there's, still, there's still an above average amount, but I, I thought they ended up racing and it, it, it ended up fine, all things considered. I would have rather seen Kyle Larson up there sniping with the big boys, but. Damn, I, damn asphalt late model stars. <laughs> This was probably one of the better 
performances I've seen out of like Austin Dillon instead of him just fluking into current situations and certain wins. And I know if anyone has seen my Twitter, I very much in the preseason harped on Austin Dillon very aggressively, but I thought it was kind of impressive to see him wheel that car on how slick that track is one handed. I thought that was pretty cool. See Scott everyone... in his pit during qualifying. That guy's Stop comparing a full-time dirt guy to Austin it's Dillon. It's one of the most accomplished racers of all time in any sport. Scott, you also I agree. Remember, also and, remember and there's Austin, Austin Dillon. Dillon. Scott Austin Dillon has a far more storied career than Austin Dillon. He should be honored to have him on his pit box. Austin, Austin Dillon also Dillon. won Eldora. He won Eldora. No, Austin, Dillon. Austin Dillon's won a lot of races and late models and that's where the bloomquist tie came into is they used to run bloomquist chassis bloomquist also has the um lead as far as racers go he is the guy that has been um what's the what's the word captured by ufos the most (laughs) (laughs) he leads in that category as well yes yeah he has a passion he said to go to the saucer-looking one, not the rocket ship one. Just remember that. <laughs> How did we get from Austin Dillon to about his alien ships? Because Connor brought up Austin Dillon's uh, uh, trailer having Scott Bloomquist on it. Yeah, I thought it was cool, but like some Dirt fans don't even know it happened, and then they'll be like, well, Scott Bloomquist would hate watching NASCAR today because it sucks. Scott Bloomquist ran in NASCAR. You're correct. What do you run, Damon? He ran the truck for Kyle Busch at Eldora the first time. Because remember, he took the track bar out, thought he was going to run it like a dirt late model. <laughs> I think I do. I remember Bobby Pierce ripping it up. I still talk to him about that. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. Oh, man. That one broke my heart when he didn't win that in 15. Oh. I had, a, I had like a 50 bet, $50 bet with my buddy on that. God. In the Miller's <laughs> brother's truck too, man. I, I'm an idiot. Cause I just said 50 bucks on him. I'll, I'll give you the rest of the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not very smart. He was ripping it. Andrew $50 poorer. I'm, I'm 50 cents poorer. Cause I put 50 cents down on JJ Yaley to win. It would have paid out like 60 bucks. I told you to put a five on there. So I'm kind of glad you didn't now, but I knew there was absolutely no shot. It was happening, but in the midst of like everyone just catastrophically dying in the field, what would a $5 bet on like 500 some dollars or 5,000? I, I tried to put a $5 bet on BJ McLeod to win the Daytona 500 and DraftKings told me that I'm not allowed to place that because it would have came back as I told you. That's why I sent you that. Cause I know you got your bone to pick with DraftKings. It's just annoying. Like you have just dialed back your product for no reason from one year to the next. And today, in today's day and age, we're supposed to be all about technological advancements. And we got to make sure that's on the bingo. Me, we had the choose drone and I fucking love the choose drone. I want that every week. Man, I could take it or leave it. I was cooler than anything formula one's ever put on the screen. I wish they would have put an actual cone out there. Like you would have saved yourselves thousands of dollars if you just took a rope with a cone. I understand. At this point, they already have the drone. You you didn't need to spend twenty-five bucks on a cone. I'd rather invest in a drone than pay somebody to go put the cone out. You know. 
I, but I understand their their logic of not wanting to put somebody directly out on the hot track. So they're very big about hot tracks in NASCAR. It's very yes. Hard. Like when they come to Knoxville, it's a whole headache for the track guys at Knoxville because there's dudes in white NASCAR suits that have never stepped foot in the state of fucking Iowa that are telling them, yeah, don't get that close to the cars. It's really dangerous, man. And like yelling at people. So I have you witnessed this firsthand? Yeah, I have. And I've been yelled at firsthand on a different, that, different time, same true. night. Uh, and it's really annoying when an obese dude that you've never seen before uh, is yelling at you to not be in, in a spot in the infield that you're at every week. Cause it's too close to the cars and you can get hurt. And it's like, yeah, man, no shit. Like that's, that's the risk of doing a job. Listen, that NASCAR insurance is not cheap. I didn't, I openly admitting I would never sue NASCAR. Like <laughs> that's not, They can't just be like, Oh, well this guy said he wouldn't sue. So you just do whatever you Is there some kind of waiver you have to sign to be in the infield anyway? Yeah. You could yeah. think you would just put it on that and it's yeah. like you get hit by a flying object. You're not. <laughs> we're not mitigating some agreement to arbitrate something like that like or slowly a slowly rolling jessica freezing truck <laughs> yeah inches anytime she she really not looking at really <laughs> I, Caleb, I, Caleb said that yesterday i told josh i said at what point do we now no longer put jessica freezing in the truck i said that yesterday too yeah I I, myself yesterday i'm like my god Anybody and that Josh flips said, a truck. Josh said, bank. well, it's his wife, so he can do whatever he wants. I agree he can, but like at what point does it no longer make business sense? Like Well, they did, basically, did you hear how that truck came about? No, I did not. That truck used to run at some inter one of their intermediates. It's literally was sitting in the back of their garage. And so they're like, we're just going to pull it out, turn it into a dirt truck just for her. So and basically until she crashes, that some bitch is going to still run. But she rolled it, but continued the run, but rolled it. Nobody saw it, so she technically didn't roll it. <laughs> we we saw it. We were there in person. That's Why one of the it? biggest disappointments I've ever felt in my life was looking at Twitter and somebody saying that she flipped, and I was like, no way. I can't wait to see that replay. It happened right in front of Connor and I, and she and nobody saw it. For real, I on my occasions that night, stuff. we were called fake news. because Yeah, we did. We got called fake news that night. Go to it. Yeah, I, re I remember uh, that all going down. And I, I, yeah, I, I saw her like come to a stop, but I didn't actually like, I saw her after she stopped. And then I saw on Twitter, somebody talk about her rolling. And I, I was like, the hell? And the, uh, it looked goofy the down there. Yeah, it looked goofy down there the way it happened. And I was like, that, I was like, that looked weird. And then she came around and there was damage on the hood. We're like, that truck looked like it rolled over. <laughs> The roof fin was the thing that was stuck in the dirt. The fin that runs across the top of the, the truck, I it ripped off it. and it was yeah. stuck in the track. <laughs> oh, good God. That race never got a fair shot from the broadcasters. They, they didn't just send out like their normal JV. They sent out like that, like eighth grade JV. To they didn't send anybody that. out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, sent, they sent their, they were homeschooled. They sent the damn big 12 NASCAR officiating crew out there too, to disqualify Brett Moffat on a fucking restart on dirt. <laughs> one that he didn't jump one that the next guy well, jumped just as much as him. 
Let's not forget too that they also had a guy, the, the official, threw the white flag halfway through the heat race that night as well. Yeah, it's true. He did. <laughs> so I, I was so confused. I was watching the laps look like just tick down, and then all of a sudden, looking, it was white flag, and I was like, "Did I fucking fall asleep? Like what?" You see me and in the infield looking up at it, going, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> it's like, where did I miss like four laps? Like it, it's hard for an event to get a fair shake when you said literally every possible intern or backup or whatever to go have there because it was nascar's off week and it was a standalone race and uh, you would think that would help it and it just didn't i do remember that first race there in the second race there like thank god like some of us got to watch that in person because all the entire time that i was on twitter they just talked about how like horrible the broadcast was and it was like one of the worst that they've ever seen common fox l but yeah it was pretty bad that, i was excited for that race, race too that first race there was brutal to watch at the end of it was just a mess it was a massacre and like carson hosovar probably was probably one of the better trucks and then ended up turned around by John Hunter Nemechek on the backstretch right in front of us. That's that, and Speaking that's of what choose, of the dirt yeah. roster. Like Donnie shots should be a NASCAR truck series winner. Brett Moffitt NASCAR truck series winner. Like I just count those wins for them. Just got to point out that uh, Carson Hosevar's coach is Ross Chastain. So they're basically one in the same. You can tell as of late. Yep. If he has any kind of late race problem under 10 to go, uh, Clint Boyer is also his itchy arm coach. So his what? Was... His itchy arm coach. What's that? Oh, Connor's too him. young. Connor's too young. <laughs> yeah. Noah just said common Fox L, and you're telling me I'm the young one on the podcast, Damon. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> You have no idea what he's talking about. I knew what that meant, not the other thing. God, this is ridiculous. I'm Spingate, 2013. Ah, okay. Itchy arm coach. There, yeah, we all made it. Damon, did you get a chance to listen to like last Sunday's? Or were, were you on that one? Or was that when you were yeah. still on vacation? I, I was on last. last okay, week. so you were partaked in the Carson Hosevar rip apart. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't on that one. I don't even remember it myself. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, Carson Hosovar might as well be Ross Chastain 2.0. I don't think. I can, can, yeah. I don't think we can uh, do we this with too many guys on the roster. We're gonna get halfway through, and then someone's gonna come on the pod, and I'm gonna have to tell them that oh, I already did it with Logan Shuhart. Just for Damon, that I told Logan that Damon's not. I'm adding Logan Shuhart to the bingo card. <laughs> Damon, Damon, your bingo cards so get exponentially bigger. Yeah, Damon chose to be absent for that podcast. Uh, we'll no. have him on again. It's okay. No, that is not how that went down. Damon didn't have. He was in a big meeting. I was. <laughs> We're busy people. <laughs> You'd be fine if you missed it. I'm sure. Well, I wouldn't have gotten an All American if I missed it. You didn't even tell us you got one. Yeah. Hey, by the way, he got one. Good <laughs> <laughs> shit, Damon. Is the goal for next year too? What's what's next season looking like now? Uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. Hopefully, two, maybe first team instead of second team. I don't know. If you declared who the Rizzo is, no. Whatever. Have not. Do it sometime at some point. 
We haven't even hit spring training yet, Connor. All right. All right. I'll wait until pitchers and catchers report, and then I'll circle back around. Good idea. Uh, elsewhere in the weekend, obviously Logano uh, won the truck series race. Um, Satter type of thing. The USAC race on Saturday uh, was going uh, and during qualifying, uh, Justin Owens, uh, Justin Owen, I'm sorry. Uh, he wrecked uh, during qualifying and passed away on Saturday night. So uh, you never want to see that. Rest in peace to him. Uh, prayers to his family and friends. Uh, that just, it, it sucks. Absolutely bad night. Um, and Hunter Schoenberg's uh, trailer caught on fire. Uh, you can find his Venmo on our page. Uh, we'll tweet out the link for that. Uh, but there's people donating to him. He's a former Knoxville regular uh, running the High Limit Tour this year. I think he's running the All-Star Tour full-time as well. Um, it's been a tough like racing season for their guys and their trailer health. So that stuff kind of sucks. I wanted to make sure we bring, brought that up. I didn't want to just ignore it or anything. Um, and NASCAR did touch on it on uh, their broadcast as well. So that was cool to see. Uh, Damon Sheldon won on Friday. Were you happy about that? Broke the 20, 26 race winless streak. Down I was happy the way he did it. That was cool. Two, two, race. Really, two really cool passes to get it done once before the caution. And then he had to do it again. Um, and pass Brad sweet in the process of doing it. That was, uh, it was badass. Yeah, it was a fantastic show down there. Uh, I love what that track gave um especially just with anytime you get sheldon when he's on on a track like that uh it's super fun to see um give sheldon the hot line and he'll figure it out yeah aside from that brad sweet uh took the points lead friday uh and then promptly lost it on saturday at the jason johnson classic uh rico bray went to victor victory lane uh i think it's actually abreu i'm doing that again uh, Carson Macedo leads the points now by eight on David Gravel. Brad Sweet's in third. Shoe That's two for the bingo chart there. What? Nothing. We're just keeping track of our bingo cards. I just what, yep. I, what I do. That's that's for us to know and you to not find out. Get <sighs> Connor. The best part is bingo chart and promote it. Connor, the best part is we have a like group chat specifically for this bingo card. We. Nice. Oh yeah, because you weren't here on the podcast. Yeah, you weren't here for the podcast when it uh came about. But we last podcast we were like, yeah, we're gonna make this happen. Man, I missed everything when I wasn't here last week. Good lord, you missed everything when you weren't here the last hundred and seven. So, oh, so you're telling me you've been here all hundred and (laughs) seven? No, just the last seven. Oh, okay. (laughs) Big big numbers here. Really, really going crazy on it. Better than zero. You got like a 4% success rate. It's better than zero. <laughs> uh, the only other thing was Corey Day uh, won the California uh, NARC 410 opener. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, my boy Devin Borden got a win in Pennsylvania. I love seeing that. Uh, also, Chase Randall got a win with the IRA Sprints. At Burlington, uh, and then Bill Balog uh, tried to come up and fight him during his victory lane celebration. 
Sounds about right for Bill. A little disrespectful from Bill, if I'm being completely honest. Sounds pretty pretty normal for him. To each his own. Yep. Uh, Chase handled himself very professionally. I was very proud of Chase. I would have called the guy uh, an F and P word, uh, but I'm not Chase. He's way better than I am. So good stuff to Chase. Uh, we're going to have him on at some point uh, in the next coming weeks with Knoxville coming around the corner. So good friends with him. Um, you guys have anything to say? We got through it. I just want to say thank you guys for having me on here uh, with you. We're going to get uh, you. We're going to get you baptized in dirt racing. I, dude, I hope so. Every every single time that I've watched dirt racing, I'm like, damn, this is cool. I mean, it's the same thing. I started going to that Oktoberfest race weekend up in Wisconsin first time a couple of years ago. Okay, I love you, it, can't, man. you can't say that because Connor has no idea what you're talking about. I heard Travis Shear is pretty big up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's quabble. My bad. I'm getting guys confused. Hey, it's, it's okay. Yeah, there, my favorite truck driver. Sorry if that's bringing up bad memories for you with your your moment with him. What last year Carson Quapple was uh His suspended for that fest. So yeah, he was. What did he get suspended for? He had something with the uh, the late model series and cause he raced it in 21 and then he wasn't there 22, but also he was like suspended for like the rest of the year or something during it. I don't remember what it was about, but no, he just, I, I'm pretty sure it was for like an in, intentional wrecking or something like that's that. What it was. Um, but yeah, he, he just had to sit out for a one race deal and it, um, yeah, fell in that same time frame. but, um, cause wherever they were going to race, it wasn't, it wasn't with this series, so like it didn't stop him from running, but um, I think he still had to be at the track or something like that, wherever they were running at that weekend. It's interesting uh, just what series we've seen penalize guys for wrecking people on purpose. And if it was before last week, I would say absolutely no way in hell they penalize ryan priest for it but after last week i don't know what the hell we're gonna see from nascar or their damn appeals panel that now has to explain their rulings on everything and i love that fia 2.0 don't, don't do that <laughs> <laughs> they did not see a guy wearing a, a pride bracelet and determined that he didn't have enough fuel in his car at the end of the race to be determined illegal not yet uh, someone that's NASCAR's like made... done, NASCAR's done the gay logo. I don't think they're going to go after that one, but some, yeah, there might be something that dumb coming up. If, if it keeps getting dumber, I would say that, uh, I would like, it's just like, you don't, you don't want to talk about penalties every week. You want to talk about the product on the racetrack. That should always be the goal. Uh, it shouldn't be NASCAR versus Hendrick motorsports. That's not ever a good, you know, in NASCAR versus whatever team, uh, unless it's the money team. I'm literally seeing a count. Oh God, there's one. Um, uh, so you don't have to call it out every time, just, <laughs> what? whatever conversation we're on. No, cause he didn't catch it. So I had to, um, I lost my train of thought cause of bingo. Yeah, because you're thinking of the bingo cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, have I will to say this NASCAR has made some pretty dumb decisions here lately. The next one they're going to make is uh, not throwing the caution for the big one at Talladega. 
everybody's got to race through it because they don't know when to throw cautions. Somebody's going to clear the catch fence and they're not going to throw it. Yep. You got Kyle Busch spinning, and then we've got um, a random spin with Ryan Blaney in the front of the field, but that's clear. Oh, Lord. (laughs) If there's a a couple car accident in turn three on the last lap at Talladega, and those guys, like, slowly slide into the grass and come to a stop, and they're on the radio going, we're okay, I'm good, I'm good. Caution 30 feet from the line. Not yeah, like it's just like there's some of those that are like, man, I really want to see a finish under green there. Cause something's gonna happen. Something was I don't think Tyler Reddick had a move tonight. I don't think he was close enough. Um but it just he even said himself that he probably wasn't close enough. Yeah. And I, the way they were entering that last corner, he wasn't gonna try anything, so I think NASCAR itself just has a bad habit of over underreacting with their officiating based on the things that have directly preceded whatever is happening. Yeah. They have, and they have some bad luck too. And you have to factor that in. Yeah, that's fair. But it's, you know, when we're spending the whole week talking about penalties and stuff for stuff that really wasn't the first, the legal parts never hit the racetrack. My question is why, why does college get absolutely like their seasons over unless they win, but it just cause the yeah, different you, appeals panel. See, if, but, you, if you would have listened to the podcast last week, we touched on all of that. I'm glad you said that. Cause it was <laughs> definitely circling in my brain. Um, speaking of that, do you guys want to take a guess at who the random R and D cars are for this week? I already know, but uh, I would, my buddy had Austin Kaninsky had a great response in one of our group chats of why. Who is it? Who else? Take some guess. Is it the nine and the uh, 24? Well, this week could be the nine and the five. Yeah. The five's destroyed. That's the only reason I didn't throw him in there. No cars to R and D. Okay, you cheater. Wow. Like, I see how it is. Hmm. I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to say Not it, but, true. like, as soon as I read that, like, that, I'm confused. Why? They I, I, it would have been really funny if they had just doubled down and picked the 24 and the 48 again. <laughs> Austin, shared, Austin shared the update, and he said, Larson and Barry Rack, there are no options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry wrecked on the last lap. He does not have a uh, head louver to look over this week. For the chassis greenhouse? Or... Yeah, he does not have a greenhouse either. <laughs> the comments are tearing NASCAR apart. For the well, like, I, like I said, they, ha- they overreact or they underreact based on what happened with this directly proceeding. What, what I don't get is like... So Bowman had an issue late too. So his car was screwed up. Um, the 24 was still running, right? But like they fixed their appeals thing to a point to where they always get the right say. But like, why, why do people want a penalty? Like, why are you pissed that NASCAR didn't call Hendrick Motorsports? Like, that's weird to me. Like, that's what you want one, one thing I, I think too, that contributes maybe to them not picking cars for R and D is that they're dirt cars. Like you use yeah. these cars once a year. 
and then that's yeah. it. So I think that's that's the big reason is there's just not a whole lot to gain from it. So how many teams brought different cards this week? That's a good question. I think the answer you get is different from team to team too. I feel like a lot of teams are because you do have to modify the grills on them. Yeah. And who knows how easy that is or, or any of the inner workings of that. Uh, it's probably just easier for NASCAR to say, all right, we're going to put the blindfold on and hope you guys aren't doing anything. Right. And move on. Now I hope, uh, I hope in the future we're talking about three or four more NASCAR cup series races on dirt. I hope one of them's in Knoxville. Uh, beyond that, uh, bring Bristol dirt back for next year and, uh, maybe throw one at Knoxville, throw one anywhere else too. I'm fine with, uh, where they have the show me down at Lucas oil speedway, uh, where they have, uh, the Eldora stuff at, obviously that is Eldora. Um, I've trashed on Pennsylvania a couple times. So I'll just say, don't go to Williams Grove. You won't like it. Go to Port Royal. If you're over there, I'm just kidding, but also I will, I will say, judging looking at this, we do have a new points leader. It is Christopher Bell. It is Christopher Bell. Not too surprised. He, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's, he's been on a tear since, you know, six, nine months ago. And it just kept up. Someone said since, obviously, now that Kyle Busch is no longer there, but since uh, 2021, he's the winningest JGR uh, driver right now. Yep. Well, and what's what's crazy is like there there's rumors that because Gibbs won't let him run dirt, he might go elsewhere. Like what the what does Gibbs do? Yeah, that's what I don't get. Is like he's still running dirt races now, but not a lot. Yeah, and that's that's a big problem in my opinion because you let what it became a big deal when Hendrick announced that they were going to let their drivers expand their fields and why that's go do whatever. That's the only reason they got Kyle Larson. So it's it's weird to me that Joe Gibbs is still gatekeeping this, especially when uh, his prodigal son or whatever you want to call it. uh, He let him compare himself to Jesus. That's way more dangerous than racing. (laughs) Well, I would also like to point out too, like we've seen a lot more success of guys like William Byron, because I feel like he's gaining a lot more experience by going out and running these super late model races that he has been. Cause he's obviously being successful while doing it. Seat time is good. No matter what car you're running, you always want exactly. seat time. It's why they, it's why they started banning testing back in like the two thousands is cause they were like, Whoa, you guys are going crazy here. And yep. There, there's no stat. Yeah. They need to let guys do that. It helps. And it helps your relationship in dirt. You know, people love seeing Joey Logano in a late model model, and a modified at Volusia. They love when that stuff happens. And it's big for those dirt events that, you know, who the hell is watching the UMP modified nationals when it's six straight nights of modified racing, when you don't know a single guy in the contest versus Travis Pastrana and Joey Logano are going to be here. Let's see how they do. And Justin is going to win three times. Noah, you yes. have a trivia question. Okay. Uh, two years ago, who was the Xfinity driver that got penalized for too much testing or for illegal testing? That was Mike Harmon at Rockingham at a track day. And that penalty actually got rescinded or lessened. I can't remember which one. Am I right? I think so. 
I think it was, yeah. It was Mike Harmon. I know that. He's not been in a car since. Yeah. It's pretty blatantly you took your what? That's a test. Right? What what year was it with LeBay testing on a road course? That was, it was like the same year, I want to say. Yeah. And it yeah. was like a car that was like heavily body modified, but like yeah. it was at like <laughs> Road Atlanta or some somewhere weird. Yeah, Atlanta. It was at Road Atlanta. Yeah, it was. Which Road Atlanta is a fun track too. I don't see NASCAR going there ever. Oh no, would never. But especially after you just shoved how much money into your new Atlanta. Random random track here that I I wish we would go to more. Uh, the trucks went back to it. I love IRP. I will die on that hill. I absolutely love IRP. I feel like um, pairing it with the big oval was like the coolest thing ever. Um, and they should totally do that again. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I also, uh, they're going to get to the big oval first. Yeah. I was going to say, I will stand on the soapbox that I don't think it's the race I want back most, but it's definitely up. There. I want the prelude to the dream back most. That's why I love Kyle Larson's late model challenge. That's what he's trying to do for it. It's tough. There's not a ton of cars out there um, and you have to ease into things, but they're, they're up to three cup guys in that race this year. Uh, so that was great. Um, there was even dirt fans complaining that those guys got provisionals to start the A-Main and it's like, everyone knew that coming to the track. Yeah. Every single driver in the pits knew they were going to be in the A-Main against those guys. Uh, was I, oh, but yeah, the Brickyard needs to come back to the oval. I, I, I never thought they should have gotten rid of it. Yeah, it, it, they shouldn't have. Uh, one of my favorite Casey Kane days uh, was when he won the Brickyard. And I, yes. I don't know if you see my tweet on it, Noah, but some Fridays I'll wake up and I, I'm in a great mood. I want to have a great day. And I'll post the Casey Kane Friday meme video uh, that that dude made way back when. Uh, and it's essentially that means it's Casey Kane Friday and we're going to have a good day. When I was a kid, my three favorite drivers were Gordon Stewart and Kane. So the Brickyard is a very special place to me. I, I do. I do remember. Uh, I had to have been 2019 because that was the year Hamlin and Carvick dominated. When Caleb and I were watching it together and because we watch it on stream, so it's delayed. And Noah texted me and said, Oh my God, in all caps. And then we, but we're just casually looking up <laughs> because I accidentally looked at it. And so then I look up at the screen and then all of a sudden Hamlin just shoots dead into the wall in one and Caleb screams at the top of his lungs. Like, Oh my God. But then he hit one tire failure jump scare never gets old. <laughs> it was just so off guard because we were like we knew something was going to happen but we had no idea it was going to be the leader of the race with seven to go god <laughs> man i love it when crazy shit happens at the brickyard it was like crazy. 2017 it was oh. crazy too because like there was so much wrapped around like hamlin letting you know these crown jewels like that get away from him and like there was so much there uh and you know we thought that it might be his time and then it was know. akin to earnhardt losing a tire in the 500 and Derek cope sailing away from him like oh my god to a small degree while we're on the uh old stories things uh i was a dan walden fan first uh and then he left the car and jr hildebrand took over uh, the number four national guard car. And I, I liked the team. I think it was Panther racing is what they were called. Uh, and I was a big J.R. Hildebrand fan too. Uh, and that Indy 500, I think I was at a baseball game. I don't think I was watching live or maybe I was, but I, re I remember just watching the replay and being like, 
Jesus, man. That's the, that's the most Chase Sexton thing ever. It was, it was wild. I mean, absolutely wild. And I, I think, you know, I'd love to like go ask Hildebrand and be like, would you, you I know, think he's been asked this question. Probably. I'm sure he has. I'm going to go out on a limb and just, say, I'm sure he has, but probably like, the first thing people ask him when they walk up to him, they're like, Oh my gosh, are you J.R. Hildebrand? You're the guy you that feel to have your heart ripped out. You're, you completely choked away the biggest race win of your career. Like what, yeah. what, do, you, what do you make of non-famous life, dude? <laughs> that wasn't going to be my question, by the way, my, my question, I wanna have, my, my next goal is to have him on here. Yeah. So my question would be like, at this point now, like, would he take that back to win it? Take what back? Like lifting out of the turn four? Yeah, like, I if, assume he would, Caleb. The, du- he would? Then the dude's last win that ended up like dying like a couple weeks later. It killed his career. It, no, he died months later. So oh, that's what saying, saying, couple, saying races because, later. Oh, okay. I, I was looking at that the wrong way. I apologize. Uh, like, I'm would saying, he, would he take the win back in, in exchange for Weldon? I mean, I feel like, I feel like politically you can't be like, yeah, I would have taken yeah, that I think win. he, I think he would like ultimately like selfishly. Yeah. But like assuming that they were friends and every IndyCar guy is friends with all the IndyCar guys. Cause they race with respect and it's fucking kick-ass. Unless your name Watch is Devlin. It. Okay, you didn't. You don't. Don't. Don't do that. We're not turning Devlin DeFrancesco into Ross Chastain. He just almost hit me with a moped at Iowa Speedway. Hook, line, and sinker. Don't hold over him. It's fine. He didn't even see me there. It's okay. He hit everything but Connor that weekend. No, I think he almost he hit Connor too while we were at. <laughs> but no, that's. I, I looked that's, at Damon and I sarcastically went like, "Man, that motherfucker can't drive, dude." <laughs> That's, that's, that's the first time this podcast audience is hearing that story of who it was. You could piece it together probably, but I don't hate the guy. Don't. It's not the first time they're hearing that story. They've heard the story. I've left his name out the entire time. You told that's it last on week, Wednesday when Nick Yeoman was on. Yeah, yeah you did have his name Wednesday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. So it's the second time you guys are hearing it. <laughs> yeah, my bad. That's, well, I was just saying, Josh, don't. The IndyCar guys race with respect. You should watch IndyCar. That's bar none. Uh, I, think, I think that, like, yeah, he, like, appreciates that Dan got that memory. Um also to like his name and his career, I think he really wishes he had that win. And like you can needed both things. Like that's ten more feet a safer barrier. Well, maybe maybe less. more than that. Maybe less, right? I would say or less. I guess, I guess like, less or like I, I was more so thinking like extending the wall out. But I was gonna yeah, say I, think I, about I, how yeah. much ten feet moving a wall ten feet would do. Dude, F one fans during the Indy 500, it's the funniest shit. We'll tweet stuff like, why do the walls like come out in the corners? <laughs> like, that's weird. Like, so this you don't is get so stupid. Marinara, dude. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's sorry, safety, we don't use the tire method. It's a safety cushion thing, bro. It's energy absorbent walls, dude. Get good. <laughs> All right. Are you guys good? Have we gotten everything? I think so. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if Damon, you're welcome to join. I want to do a uh, high limit preview tomorrow as a bonus episode. Sounds good. Text me your schedule. We'll figure it out and you don't have to either. I might 
it might be with Chris, it might be with mm-hmm. other Josh. What's Olmstead? What is the mid the mid show content meeting on the fucking bingo? God, you guys suck. <laughs> Dude, this bingo has like a hundred slots. I swear. I know that it's about to. I swear We're to God, not every podcast is the same shit. But I guess I'm being. I guess I've become very repetitive, so I apologize. Connor Breeze. Oh, that's a that's a bingo, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's the free space. Actually, I was about to say another one just to get them to react, but. Oh, hey, did you knock down Travis Pastrana too? He mentioned that. He did not. He did not. He get said Travis Pastrana. Yeah, he said, said, said him three times. He said, he said okay. Pastrana's name. He's he's a, um, that, guy's, that guy's more famous uh, than Austin Dillon. We didn't have, did we have Rally Cross? I don't think we did. We didn't have Jim Kohler. Uh, we didn't have Shuey and we didn't have Michael Annette. We talked about monster trucks. Is that close enough? No, because yes. they're two separate things. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Greatest monster truck driver of all time, Jim. <laughs> All right. I got to end the episode. This is bad. Thank you for <laughs> sitting through that, Damon. Yeah, you're welcome. Everybody, let's go order our Ryan pre-shirts tomorrow. I uh, message Damon with the receipt when you do. Uh, otherwise, go buy a Kyle Larson shirt because this High Limit series is going to kick ass. Uh, we'll have a preview and everything. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, presented by the Carl Auto Group. Uh, go hype them up on Twitter. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, thank you all again. Uh, see you Monday slash Tuesday morning.